0: So, if you want to, I will do the announcement. (laughs) Live
1: from Venturex Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew.
0: All right, hello, welcome to the week with JP, Kathy, and the crew. So excited you're able to join us this morning. Lots to talk about. JP's going to come on a little bit later. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of college football. A little college football mania this past weekend. So lots to talk about there. This morning we've got Dr. Norm Clothier with us. He is our medical expert and he is with us at the beginning of each week. Always has a great information. Today we're, um, you know, we've been talking about COVID and not that that's not important. And of course there's, you know, always new developments with um, the new strain and things of that nature. But today we're going to talk about something that has recently and those of you who have um tuned in lately know my husband is in the hospital still um tomorrow will be a week <clears throat> from sleep apnea complications um did not realize I knew it was dangerous knew you could die of a heart attack in your sleep and things like that but um my husband the night before we um took him to the emergency room on Tuesday. That Monday, um, he had fallen three times, um, literally was falling, sitting asleep in his chair, um, just sounded incoherent, um, almost sounded, and I don't mean to make light of this at all, but sounded like a drunk zombie. And um, turns out, not only was his oxygen down to 70 um, by the time we got him to the hospital, which obviously is extremely dangerous, but he also had an excess of CO2 in his blood and in his lungs because he was unable to expel air during, um, during the times he tried to sleep. It really wasn't sleep. So I um, wanted to have Dr. Clothier talk about this because in talking with a lot of friends and asking people to pray, finding out this is a very common problem and there are serious um, complications that can happen. And so I thought, well, let's have our medical expert talk about this today. So how are you, Dr. Clothier?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Sorry well, you're having to go through all that. Thank I think you. it is very difficult.
0: Thank you. It really very is. Very challenging. It is. And, you know, it's interesting. I had no idea when I started looking into all of the things that can happen from the excess CO2 in your blood, um, had no idea. I mean, some very dangerous things can happen. And, you know, we looked at the list and Michael had like eight out of 10 symptoms on any given list. So, um, and I feel like, you know, he's had sleep apnea since, um, he was an adult since after college, I think he's had a sleep machine. It also matters what sleep machine. He was recently on a CPAP machine, which broke and he thought, Oh, I'll, I'll be okay until I see the pulmonologist on December 17th. Well, wrong Uh, you know and he then he turns out now we found out he needs a BiPAP machine instead so please talk to us and tell the crew about the dangers of sleep apnea and and what you need to do to make sure you stay on top of it.
2: Sure first uh, you know the um, the actual uh, definition of sleep apnea is supposed to be a way to start and apnea means low oxygen issue and so Sleep apnea means when you're asleep, you drop in your oxygen. So many people are thinking much more about oxygen ever since the pandemic because it seems everybody has bought a pulse oximeter and, you know, measured themselves. So 92% or more is generally considered to be normal. And if you have a suspicion of sleep apnea or, you know, some degree, they actually technically means a drop in breathing overnight, which leads to the drop in oxygen. Okay. That uh, can be measurable, you know, in like a sleep state. So the reasons to be suspicious are gasping or breath-holding spells. There is an association with snoring, although some people snore and don't have sleep apnea. But many people who snore, it's because their their uh, membranes, their tissues in their neck and throat and uh, nose all kind of tend to make noise as they breathe at night and it's largely because they collapse on themselves and kind of block the airflow. And so one of the things that is often under consideration if somebody thinks they have sleep apnea is to consider like a mouthpiece or a device that will keep the the tissues in a better location, a better uh, likelihood of allowing oxygen through. But if a sleep study is done, it should measure whether someone has Uh, hypoxic episodes or apneic episodes where they quit breathing for a while. And often, you know, the uh, partner of a person who has sleep apnea will kind of know that. In fact, I find often people bring in like a recording of how the the individual will breathe and breathe and then kind of have a long gas gap and then kind of gas to come back into breathing sort of. And so you know, the two problems from that really are one, you don't get very good quality sleep because you're often gasping back pseudo awake, you know, not fully awake, but maybe partly. And certainly a number of individuals kind of realize they're sort of choking themselves into wakefulness. And that can happen on, you know, the couch with a nap or in a chair with an uncomfortable position. But it certainly shouldn't happen overnight during what should be pretty normal sleep. And then, of course the uh, the other issue is that when the oxygen drops other functions of the body cannot work very well. So uh you know his oxygen level has obviously been incredibly low. Often people find out they have like 85 apneic episodes overnight or hypoxic episodes and or something like that you right. know a lot of episodes it's not just a
1: couple you no know? it's and, it's nothing it's so. usually
0: ex, an extremely high number like you're saying um where almost you know some people and I know my husband falls into this category and then one of my best friends does too and that's where like every couple of minutes you, you could have an episode I mean there's some severe cases like that so it's it's nothing to be taken lightly and you're right you can have a spouse that snores, or a partner. Or you can have, you know, family member that snores, and that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean you have sleep apnea. But I tell you what, better safe than sorry. If you snore a lot, or if you're with somebody and they're like, yeah, you know, I you mean, seem to a, gasp for breath. If you're gasping for breath, that's that's a whole new category.
2: Exactly. So it's you know it's almost like being underwater with something and having to kind of reach to the surface and grab a quick breath before you kind of sink down again. So it is a very serious issue. And I I do think it's been talked about more during the COVID era because we've talked more about shortness of breath and, you know, breathing issues with the virus. And this, of course, has been around a lot longer. So uh, if if the oxygen is low, as you uh, mentioned with his being down around 70 Uh, percent or so you know that other gap has to be made up by something and so you know i think everybody's familiar with carbon monoxide poisoning like if somebody you know has a heater that goes bad and puts out carbon monoxide it competes with the oxygen in the body and eliminates the oxygen in the bloodstream and takes over and your body can't get its nutritional supply of oxygen to keep the brain and the organs going and of course that can be fatal and so with carbon dioxide, if you're not able to breathe in and out effectively, more and more of the body's oxygen gets converted to carbon, di- carbon dioxide as the body is um, in its normal physiologic state. And then it should be able to breathe off that carbon dioxide. You know, that's why we breathe out. We breathe in to bring in oxygen. We breathe out to get rid of carbon dioxide. And if that process is interrupted, for quite a while, then that carbon dioxide starts to compete with the oxygen and fill those receptors. And pretty soon, there's not enough oxygen, for instance, to stay awake, alert. Uh, you know, it's very similar to being at a high altitude. You know, every year we hear about people that die at Mount Everest trying to climb it because they uh, don't have enough oxygen at that kind of altitude, and it's it's kind of similar to that. Too. The body needs that oxygen supply, and if the breathing mechanism is not effectively working then it um, becomes a higher and higher risk and indeed if you you know look at the bad stats people can die from sleep apnea and it's a very sad you know tragic situation and i obviously in retrospect you know had his machine not broken you'd be going through none of this and you know you wouldn't have to wonder what's going on so that brings up a couple other issues one of which is you got to do all you can to keep a, equipment up to date and even appointments. And that's very hard in the COVID era. That's another reason yes. we want to see the uh, virus decrease dramatically, is that uh, the people who provide intensive care in the hospital are pulmonologists
0: right. frequently.
2: You know, some are other intensivists, cardiologists, whatever. But certainly with COVID and COVID pneumonia and COVID lung destruction and COVID death from be, having to be innovated and not being able to recover and all those things had greatly occupied the time of the pulmonologists. and very much like you hear about hospitals having a shortage of ICU beds we all have shortage of pulmonologists available because they're all up there 24 hours a day trying to rescue people the best they can from COVID and so you know that's one of the fallouts from the pandemic that I think maybe people don't really ponder and Sit around, and think. Oh, you know, if I call up tomorrow, I want to get in to see my pulmonologist. It easily could be months.
0: Well, and, and it, you it, know it,
2: that's just the it, nature of they're all at the hospital is. trying to take care of people. And
0: I want to reiterate what you're saying. That was part part of our problem. His machine broke about two months ago. He went in a few weeks later to his regular because you know with insurance, you know, you've got go to the regular doctor. The regular doctor gets you to the pulmonologist. Pulmonologist gets you to the sleep clinic. Well, Doctor Clothier, we were lucky. We, this was a new pulmonologist, and December 17th, we were actually very lucky to secure that date, even though it just got to the point where oh, I yeah. really couldn't wait. Most pulmonologists, and again, because COVID patients are their priority right now, you're lucky if you can get in to see a pulmonologist in January, and this is like a few weeks ago making an appointment. So if you do have a, some kind of chronic condition like COPD or sleep apnea where you see a pulmonologist. Boy, howdy! Make your make your appointment way in advance because they're the most in demand type of doctor right now. It seems to be, and then and then the supply chain demand. Even calling the sleep clinic, um, they said, "Hey, even when we do get your husband in, you need to know it might be January, February, um, March of twenty twenty two before we can actually get him a new machine." So, if you've got any kind of chronic lung issues make sure you're planning way in advance for your normal visits and things like that. You're you're spot on with that.
2: Yeah, and that, you know, that gets down to a couple other things, too. You know, we're very used to having very quick service here yes. in America. You know, order on Amazon, get something in 20 minutes by yep. drone. Yep. And, uh, you know, the fact is there just isn't that kind of ready supply right now for various reasons, and we all have time to get into all that. But supplies have become a challenging issue. But also, I do want to reemphasize emphasize that appointment issue. You know, I often, in fact, it may even get magnified in December because everybody wants to beat the end-of-the-year deductible. You know, yes. they they suddenly realize, oh, I've been putting off my knee surgery. I want to get in, you know, this month to get it done. Well, you know, you're not the first one to think of that, frankly. I hate to disappoint people <laughs> yeah. in realizing that, but... Uh, but you know, I've I've literally had someone in past year, in a prior year, call on December 30, 31st and demand that we get them in with the GI doctor and get the colonoscopy done by the end of the year. And you know, obviously, it's impossible from the standpoint of even the prep and the the planning. But you know, and their comment was something like, "But you don't understand, my deductible runs out." Well, you know, that's true for
0: you for and the other,
2: you know, somewhere around two hundred million uh, insured (laughs) people. So it is a challenge and it doesn't mean your doctor doesn't like you. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, that somebody has, is biased or doesn't care that you have a serious condition. It's just the reality that there's only a certain amount of time to go around. You know, I often think to myself, boy, if somebody calls, you know, in need, I'll start looking at schedule and thinking, boy, is there anybody here I could cancel, move, you know, uh, tries that for another day and and it ultimately nearly always comes down to well all these people have also needed to be seen and have appointments and sometimes it just gets bumped down the line some and and while that's obviously very unfortunate in fact your husband's situation is a very clear one of higher uh cost and medical need because of that because of the crisis he had but you know that it's just impossible to prioritize in the exact order you would retrospectively realize somebody needed to be, somebody else needed to be bumped and somebody else moved in uh, to be seen, and that's that's a really hard thing. You know, we we never want to think of patients as a commodity. You know, in terms of um, trying to figure out who has more need than somebody else, because to everyone, their need is the highest need, and that's what we try to respect but it is very challenging. And, you know, December is a hard time of year anyway with other disease, illness, you know, wintertime issues, although we haven't had much cold weather yet, but people stay indoors more and get more infection from other things. Uh, people overeat at Thanksgiving, get sick all the way till Christmas from overeating. <laughs> you know, there just are, are a lot of factors that um, all play a role there. But, Certainly, we want if anybody thinks they have sleep apnea, they should go get a sleep study. Many times that actually can be done directly by a family physician, for instance, in terms of getting you in for a sleep study. It's not always, you know, stop off of the pulmonologist first, although if you're on treatment, that's often the case. But uh, there are ways to kind of allow the system to work in a little more efficient way. One of them, unfortunately, though, is, Nobody can seem to overcome the supply problems, and right. that's something we're really going to have to uh, figure out a way to deal with because we are used to having things just available the the second we say we want them. You know that, and that's understandable. That's been the way here in America. We've been, you know, very privileged to have that very kind of fortunate, supply, very and we're having yeah. to adjust.
0: Yep, and yeah. and that's and that's a frightening thing. You know, um, and, and then uh, you, you get into an issue of okay, so. So you've got to start thinking proactively. It's not um, it, making a doctor's appointment and, and securing one within a, within a few weeks. Like, you know, it, it, that's a normal thing. We're used to that. I'm, I'm sure you're seeing that at your practice. Um, and it's really, it's kind of yeah, all and practices. You know, and
2: it's just all, you know, why the factors? And again, it, it's easy to blame everything on the pandemic right now, so we will. But the, <laughs> uh, it, you know, because so much got postponed, last year by the shutdown nature of the pandemic what i find is you know more and more people are saying oh my company says i really gotta get my physical by the end of the year you know and uh, because i didn't last year or you know just all kinds of things where people have just kind of bumped forward by a few months and now they're all bumping into each other trying to get in frankly and and, you know, it is hard. And I, I know a number of doctors who feel a significant amount of burnout from as much as anything just worrying about getting the virus and maybe dying from it uh, by seeing people treating them and such. And and I think it, it's really been a stress on, you know, what I think is still the best running medical system in the world. Uh, and I think, um, you know, it's just been a tremendous strain to have so many people with such a severe and potentially fatal illness with COVID that many other things have, you know, almost by the nature of that kind of been pushed to the side and they can't be. We have to figure out a way to catch up to that. But it's um, it's very hard. We've, we have trouble getting staff uh, in. We have, you know, all, all kinds of uh, barriers. And I realize none of that particularly is a concern of the patient, but it is all a factor in how, efficiently we can get patients in.
0: Right. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to talk about this because you're right. I think it's 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 a it's part of a bigger problem that's out there just in general as far as as you're right. If you're thinking of any kind of medical needs and it's the end of the year, I mean, you know, we're we're getting closer to December 15th, I would imagine if you're to call your doctor, your gynecologist, your pediatrician, or whoever you're going to call for whatever need it is, it's it's not like it was before. I know even my mom, with having got, um, a, she got cataract surgery on both of her eyes this year, and we had, I mean, my goodness, we had to book follow up visits after the surgery so far in advance. Just again because scheduling looks different, they're short staffed, um, and so it, it is what it is. So plan ahead, plan accordingly, and and thank you so much for for talking about something that's very close and personal to me right now which is the sleep apnea it is nothing to mess around with if you have a loved one who does that gasping you know it's interesting you said underwater i was nodding my head saying yes that's what it looks like it almost looks like um to me and the way i was explaining it to the emergency room was it looked like somebody was putting a plastic bag over my husband's head his whole body would kind of suck in and cave in and it looked like he had plastic you know Uh plastic you know uh thing a plastic bag over his head it's just it's nothing to mess around with um it's so serious it's that they're scary. not yeah they're not ready yeah, to go without and a I machine i know it's
2: always yeah exactly and it uh, you know it's always scary to have to go through that unfortunately it's definitely scary but it uh, it also is scary to read up on something and and see all the worst case scenarios right. and i know it's hard not to in the modern age of googling and whatever but um you know at this point since he's in the hospital obviously my general uh recommendation to people would be trust the situation that is being administered for him individually don't don't try to get too much into the type of you know google and find out some odd worst case scenario because he is being treated as an individual by his doctors who know him at the hospital and i think that's also a real key for people. Don't try to pick a treatment from outside on <laughs> no. you know, depending on what a neighbor says or you know. Same things that are true with COVID. Wait, try what to, about on try Facebook? Trying to go with, Wait, to go with
0: Well, and it's funny because I thought about uh, it, you. I did look up I looked up the CO two, excess CO two, because I had no idea about that. And I and I read a couple of articles and then I sh- I, I said, Okay, Kathy, this is bad. It could have been way worse. You really could have lost him. Stop reading it. And I thought about you. I thought, you know what? Not yeah. gonna find the answers on Facebook. I'm gonna listen to the experts in the hospital. So you'd be proud of me. I've learned something. I, I, I
2: appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Very good. Oh well it's have a a, challenge, It is,
0: it is. Well, have a great week. Thank you so much, Doctor Clothier, for being with us. Have a blessed i Hope week. all goes
2: well for you thank and thank you.
0: Family. Thank you very thank you. much. Have a have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. And we'll see you soon. All right, that's Dr. Norm Clothier, and just always a wealth of information. Do we have information on um, – or information. <laughs> do we have JP um, – okay, oh, t- well, we are ready for him. We're going to be talking a little college football, a little college football. My goodness, it's a lot of college football today. And we did want to give a shout-out um, to the Mesquite police officer um, who was killed, um, which is just such a tragedy, so um, uh, just – prayers to this officers um, officer houston's family of course there was a prayer vigil yesterday i know a number of people i saw on facebook had had supported his family and him out um at this vigil um just prayers for his family and his brothers and sisters in blue such a tragedy just such a tragedy so um uh, officer richard houston please rest in peace and um we are praying for you and your family here at J.P. Kathy and the crew. And then let's, uh, speaking of J.P., part of J.P. Kathy and the crew, let me know when he is unmuted. Oh, excellent.
1: I've been in the whole time.
0: Hello. So do we have a little college football from this weekend, J.P.?
1: There's not much to talk about.
0: <laughs> eh, I didn't think so. Well, you can cover it in about a minute and a half.
1: <laughs> well, I'm thinking that the uh, the international badminton champions among
0: Let's let's the talk American that today.
1: Academy of Science.
0: Let's talk I curling today. Talk yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> you did know that there was an. You did know there was an international uh, badminton for American Flea Society, right?
0: Sure. Okay. As I Google it. <laughs> we
1: give we give, we give gold medals out for that. It's amazing. Now a lot of the wow, college football. Tons. Holy
0: cow! Where should we start? I don't even know.
1: One of the most impactful games of the entire weekend. That's where we're going to start. Kent State versus Northern Illinois. You yeah, didn't see that coming. Uh, did I didn't think <laughs> you would
0: lead with that.
1: <laughs> yep, that's what we're leading with. The MAC championship, <laughs> not even close. Northern Illinois destroys Kent State, forty-one to twenty-three, and then the second most impactful game of the weekend: Appalachian State. Taking on Louisiana Lafayette, and Louisiana handles it. The number 20 ranking stays secured as they win the Sunbelt Championship. Oh, yeah, that probably was the two most major championship games going on. How about the University? The one, the only, the Baylor Bears.
0: Sick. Um, boy, howdy. And they take on
1: Oklahoma for
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I felt yeah, so sorry for Michael. So, you know, he's still in the hospital, and he's watching it on his phone because the channel, I think it was on, like, what, Channel 8, like ABC or something. That was one of, one of the few channels the hospital didn't get on the regular cable TV. So he ended up watching it just on his little phone. Uh, but he was a very happy camper by the end of the game.
1: Boy, no doubt about it. I'll tell you what, Baylor handled their business. Um, Oklahoma State, there's two things that Baylor had going for them. One, they came super fried, super charged, ready to go. Oh,
0: good uh, played time. Played good
1: football on all sides of the uh, of the ball. Uh, they never let up. They uh, didn't really make any mistakes, which was good. Uh, and so what do we have? We've got the Baylor Bears beating Oklahoma State uh, 21-16. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, you know, the second part of that is, Oklahoma State did not come ready to go. Um, Their defense just didn't play the way that it normally has been playing. And, again, the big part of that could be that the Baylor Bears took them out of their game. No doubt about that. And so um, hats off to Baylor. Hats off to their coaching staff uh, for recruiting the right players and putting all the right players in the right place. Um, Do I think that uh, Baylor gets screwed on this deal? I do. I think Baylor is as good as Alabama. Yes. And so I think Baylor should be in the playoff picture. I think that should be part of the conversation. I
0: uh, agree. I think
1: it's tragic that it's not. I agree. Uh, I don't think Alabama is as good as their ranking. They got ranked number one again. Uh, Georgia left and down I, and, I and just Alabama didn't,
0: wins. I, yeah, I, and I just hated that. A, um, Alabama, it's like they get a hall pass because of the past couple of seasons or something.
1: Well, not just the past couple of seasons, goodness gracious. I mean Alabama looked fine. Uh, no, I and, and I can't
0: either. Two of them. I
1: mean I mean they've done it. I mean they've won national championships, they've uh, been to the big show more than yeah. anybody else has. Uh, but when it comes down to it, this year they I don't think they're as good as their ranking.
0: Agreed. Um, Agreed. Georgia
1: let down. I don't understand what happened with Georgia. And we'll talk about that game here in a minute. But I think Baylor gets jacked. I think Baylor should been in the conversation. Um, I do think that Baylor is as good as Alabama and deserves to be in that playoff spot. But they're the Big 12 championships. They're going to the Sugar Bowl. And so, uh, sick of bears. Great, great season with a, with a culmination of the Big 12 championship. Pass off to them. Yep. And so, uh, then we go down. I'll tell you. And I guess it's not a surprise for everybody else in the world, um, but just a surprise to me, because I really thought that Oregon was going to kick it up a notch, Kathy, and Oregon did not. Uh, again, just a surprise, and I, and I say Oregon, but uh, I'm talking about, of course, the uh, University of Oregon versus Utah football game. Um, and for some reason my phone is not giving me the score all of a sudden. Uh oh. There it is. Um, I got it back. You know, even the pundits didn't think that Utah was as good as Oregon. You know, Utah already beat Oregon once, thought that they would come back. Oregon would come back, have a better game plan, be ready to go. Oregon maintained its number ten ranking while Utah was ranked number seventeen. And truly, I felt like Oregon would win this football game, and it just didn't happen. Uh, Utah will be making its first trip to the Rose Bowl, and, and, and not quiet. Uh, or- Utah had Oregon's number this year all the way around. Utah wins that game 38 to 10. And so Utah will definitely break on the national scene. Their players will get, you know, their players have only gotten regional coverage. And so they'll get national coverage now. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I didn't see it coming. So, anyways, hats off to Utah. Uh, they win and they go on to the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, no big surprise here, I think. I know that Iowa fans are probably shaking their head. I'm not. Um, I'll be honest. Since Hayden Fry, I don't think Iowa's had a good football program. Interesting. And, And here they are. They're in the the big Ten championship, and Michigan says, yeah, we are ranked number two. And they went 42-3. to Uh, No letdown after Ohio State. Um, You know, because, of course, Ohio State was a huge game. And sometimes teams can get up for one game, and then they let up. They have not. And so Michigan stays in the playoff uh, conversation. Of course, they're already automatically an underdog. Interestingly enough, which I don't know if I agree with that. And in fact, there's been some SEC favor that's been talked about in the news as well, that the SEC seems to always get a little extra flavor and favor over everybody else going into the uh, college football playoffs. But yeah, so big game there. Michigan, big win, 42 to 3. Yeah, takes care of Wake to win the biggies, 45 to 21. Pitt's been one of those colleges this year as well, college football teams, that's just been kind of quiet. Uh, they've been winning their games, taking care of business, and winning them with some, with some style points. And so Pitt should uh, be applauded as well for a great football season as they destroy Wakefield, or Wakefield, Wake Forest, 45-21. to 21. Um, Other big game of note, of course, Houston and Cincinnati. Cincinnati stays number four in the country. They beat Houston 35-20 to, to go on and win their, their league championship. Uh, they are in the playoff picture. And so now we're going to find out real fast. Is Cincinnati really what they've all been hyped up to be? And they will face Alabama in the first round of the college football playoffs. And I'm going to be honest, Kathy, I'm going to take Cincinnati over Alabama.
0: Okay, Interesting. So so do you, do you have any score? Do you have a score prediction? Yeah, I, I was gonna say I know you don't like so, you don't like them. Um, do you have a, a, a score prediction?
1: No score prediction just yet. I'm kind of okay. holding back. I want to see how practices go, how the media days go. Gotcha. We've got some time still, but but yeah, I, I mean I think Cincinnati can beat Alabama. I think they will beat Alabama. I think you take the film from Texas A&M and the film from Auburn. And you draw it up. That's your game plan you draw up against Alabama. And that's your formula for winning. I mean, really run the ball hard. Uh, they can't stop the run on defense. Cover, you know, your cover six package, your dime package, nickel package has to be strong where you pressure the quarterback and keep good coverage because their, their passing game is not very strong either. So I think Cincinnati can do it. But will they is the question. And then, of course, you've got Georgia and Michigan. And I've got no prediction yet for Georgia and Michigan. So, again, we'll have to see how they practice. But you're right. It was a big weekend in college football. Uh, Baylor fans were all over my social media. I didn't realize I had so many friends that were Baylor fans. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. All of a sudden, you know, our buddies like Jerry Durham and stuff, everybody's changing out their profile picture for like a Baylor helmet or something like that, or a bears. So um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Mary McClure, um, because I know she's on your social media feed. Her daughter was wearing her um, uh, Baylor line shirt from back when she was a Baylor bear. So right. it, it, you could tell everybody who was a Baylor bear was having a good time.
1: Yep, and that's the first. And so uh, yeah, so but again, the hats off Baylor, what a great season. Uh, Big Twelve Championship. We kept it in Texas, whoop whoop. <laughs> a little A and M for you there. <laughs> uh, without blowing out your speakers. And uh yeah, so you know, but again, a great weekend of college football, a lot going on, a lot of fun, and now we get to sit back and kind of watch and see how things go and watch the bowl games. So I'm kind of excited about that. Good times. Debbie, right. what I tell you. <laughs> How about them cowboys? <laughs> uh wow. I told you
0: that the cowboys
1: would come back.
0: They, yeah, they, they did not disappoint. And, well and this was one of those things. It was a uh, okay, we've gotta do this uh, you know, um, kind of a game. And um they yeah, they did not disappoint. They they were they came out hungry. Yeah, they came the out wall. hungry, yep.
1: Well, and that was without their right tackle as well. Right. So, um can,
0: uh, can, right but I'm bum. bum I said you said without their right tackle right. and I said right pun intended but I'm bum but I'm bum. I fell flat oh well
1: <laughs> so you know Dallas Cowboys come out they have a big victory Ezekiel Elliott going to have to step up a little bit uh, we're going to have to see a little more out of him I don't know kind of a lackluster performance through the first half for Ezekiel Elliott uh, but the Dallas Cowboys go on to have they go on to win a uh, big game again this weekend um, so hopefully the Cowboys can win again. And, uh, if they do that, of course, that puts them at nine and five. I do believe that they, uh, honestly, I do believe they win out the rest of their season. I don't think they lose another game.
0: That's a big old prediction so, coming from you, JP.
1: It is. And you know, I'm not a huge Dallas. fan. I was going to say, it's you're me. not
0: the biggest. You're, you're, uh, you're the Bears. I know you love them, you know. Um, yep.
1: the Bears. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the bears and the dust Steelers, Yeah, those are those is. are my two teams. But uh, yeah, I mean the Dallas Cowboys. I really do. I do believe that uh, they'll win out the rest of the season, going to the playoffs with some momentum. They can get some injury injured key injured players back. Um, I think you better step back and watch back watch out. They're going to make a run uh, for that trophy, the Lombardi Trophy. So I think the Cowboys could have the formula if they can find some consistency here in the last couple, three games. And they go going to the playoffs strong. I think they can win all the way through. But they're going to find some consistency. And Ezekiel Elliott's just going to have to run hard every game, every quarter, every minute. And not you don't get to have a bad half. You know, I, it reminds me back, if you want to elevate the guys like Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, uh, guys like uh, uh, oh, uh, Craig James, uh, guys like uh, Eric Dickerson, Jerome Bettis. You know, if you want to race to that level, it doesn't matter what the conditions or what your pain is. You better get out there. You better score. You know, you better run three, three three and a half to four yards a carry Damn. and just make Damn. it happen. And so I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is at that level yet. And we're going to to find out if he can turn it up a notch. So, But they're going to need him, that's for sure, if the Cowboys are going to remain victorious as they get ready to go and finish up their schedule to right. get themselves into the playoffs. Well,
0: everybody, I mean, you know, coaching, coaches, um, you know, staff. Obviously, the players. Everybody is going to have to bring their A game for the rest of the season and just keep it going. There's, there's no time left. When you look at our schedule, we have no time for a bump in the road or a bad game. We, we just at this point, we just, we just don't. Yep, that's the truth.
1: That is, and I don't think they're going to. Again, I think they're going to win out their season. So, you you well, think they they're hungry now, now? That's the fun part of predicting.
0: Yep, you think they're hungry now? Um,
1: I think I think that Dak is finally taking the reins over on the team.
0: Act, Did step it up to that next of level of vocal? that. Step it up to that next level of leadership, which is something you know. I've I've always been a big um, Dak uh, fan, and I was looking for that next level of maturity in his leadership. And if, is that what you're saying? You're saying, cause that's what I think I'm seeing from him. I am. Okay. Okay.
1: I am. I mean, he's becoming more vocal. You know, it wouldn't hurt him and I'm sure he's done this, but to sit down and have lunch with Troy Aikman and say, man, help me out here. I'm kind of a quiet guy like you were, but Chet, you got it done. And you were vocal with your leadership and your team followed you. Not that they don't follow Dak. It's just a different thing. I mean, I guess unless you've played football, you probably don't understand um, it. It's just uh, it's almost mystical on what it is, and you get more out of your. It's like you're able to get ten to twenty five percent more out of your players than they really have to give you.
0: Right. Well, that's where it's just that true grit. That true grit comes through. It's um, you know, but everything being equal, you know, everybody being technically you know about the same and all this kind of stuff. It's just are you are you willing to put in more blood, sweat, and tears? for, for whoever's motivating you. Well, I mean, you know, look at Tom Brady. I mean, he's one of those, he can get performances out of his teammates that are just stellar. And that's what you have to have. That's what it's there. That natural leadership. And you're right. Troy Aikman had it just in abundance. Um, And again, and Troy Aikman wasn't some loud, rowdy guy, very, very quiet, unassuming, humble man, but boy, his, his team played for him. They stepped up every, every time.
1: Absolutely. Well you could go all the way back to Broadway Joe and even further back though, but Broadway Joe's a good one because Jets yeah. just haven't had that kind of zip. But I mean, look at the leadership Broadway Joe brought to the team. Now, of course, he was a lot more colorful, but I mean nobody thought the Jets could do it and Broadway Joe did it. And so
0: <laughs> Broadway again, Joe. It's I haven't, that, heard that. <laughs> haven't heard that haven't heard that name. And you just you know it flashed into my um head when you said that. Remember when he did those that legs pantyhose commercial back in the day? way back in yeah. the day when you said that that just that image just popped in my head
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: yeah he had some charisma <laughs> of,
1: he did of course the, the 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 image that popped in my head is him holding the football off running off after winning the the super bowl and but yeah i mean it, it just takes that and i think Dak is stepping it up i think his game is getting better and uh, and i'm not talking on the field I'm talking off the field and on the field. So that's why that's one of the – I mean, and I know it's crazy. It sounds very mystical. But that's why I think the Cowboys have finished out their season. I think Dak is finally finding his groove. And so I do believe that Dak will take care of business. Um, Going on into the NFL, Arizona does not at all let up. They hammer uh, the Chicago Bears at home. Kyler Murray, four touchdowns. This will be the second time in his his NFL career where he's put four touchdowns on the board. I mean, this guy is just showing that he is all of that in a box of chocolate without a shadow of a doubt.
0: All of Um, that in a bag of chips.
1: Yeah, I think that if you're savory, I'm sweet. Um, There
0: you go. You are sweet. You are sweet, JP.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, If anybody questions his ability to transition into the NFL at his size, I think the, the answer has been made. I mean, an amazing game against the Bears in atrocious weather conditions. Of course, Arizona's not used to that kind of weather, and they go in and they smash the Chicago Bears. So hats off to Arizona as they continue to have the best record in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles don't let up. They beat the New York Jets, even though they don't have key players. Um, big score there. They scored 33 points. I uh, just shows you how bad the Jets are, because the Eagles are not that good, and so. Uh, but the Eagles will continue They're climbing the NFC. I think the Cowboys. I think that we're a game away, Kathy, if I'm not mistaken, of clinching the the uh, playoffs. I I
0: think, I think you're think. I think you're correct on that. Some, somebody on the feed, like Coach Quigley or, or Michelle, correct us if we're wrong. But I think you're right. I think it. I think it's just one more win at this point. You know, and, yeah. and everybody's talking about uh, the Washington. Um, including one of the sports shows I was listening to this morning. Um, I mean, is there is there anything there? What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, they're just playing teams that are bad. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, the lot raiders aren't that good. Um, no. <laughs> so Washington, to Washington. Um, I think you should just put an exclamation point on their helmets. And then or the away. little I mean, symbol, you know,
0: formerly known as, yeah. <laughs> like Prince.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Go build a log cabin. Uh, go build a, a a log cabin fence for your chickens. I mean, help me out here. Washington is <laughs> just bad. They get lucky. They, build they, they, a like, fence, that build that a fence for there.
0: your chickens? <laughs> Where'd you pull that yeah, one out Yeah, you remember <laughs> that
1: Friends episode where Joey is building that little lego log oh that,
0: for that um, they lego had log. a duck and ch- a chicken duck or goose and uh, yeah yeah okay that's right he, they had a pet do they have a pet chick and a pet duck or something he and chandler yeah. oh yeah that was greatness
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anywho i mean give me a break but yeah no so washington is done i mean they, they won't beat the cowboys uh, and then the other game of note uh, that that I'd make note of was Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Steelers, and go on to beat the Ravens twenty to nineteen. Uh, great game! The uh, Steelers are making a comeback, and so it's going to be interesting to see how that AFC Central sizes up. Um, other big win: the Detroit Lions. Like I can't let this go. The Lions finally put it together, and surprisingly. They go on to beat the Minnesota Vikings at home, twenty-nine to twenty-seven. So good for, the, good for the Detroit Lions. I'm impressed. So really, I mean, nothing else of note. Tampa Bay beats Atlanta. No big, no big shocker there. Um, the Chargers beating the Bengals at home. They beat them forty-one twenty-two. That's a little bit of a shock because I didn't think the Bengals were that bad, but the Chargers may be that good. That AFC West is sizing up to be a shootout out there. Good luck to, to everybody in the AFC West. Rams handle Jacksonville with no problem. Uh, another shocker: San Francisco losing to Seattle, thirty to twenty-three. Didn't see that coming. No big shock: Kansas City smoking Denver. Um, you know Denver's defense is good, but they're not as good as the Kansas City offense. Kansas City is picking its, getting its rhythm back down, and uh, do watch for them to make an amazing run in the playoffs. Um, watch the big game tonight: New England and Buffalo. Uh, that is going to be an interesting telltale should be a great Monday night football game. And with that, that is sports.
0: There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Hey, um, can we have an update on Stan? Because I know um, folks have been praying for him. And so how's he going? How, how are, how are things going towards his progression towards getting back home by Christmas?
1: Well, we'll find out more on December 14th. Okay. When we talk to the surgeon again, um, He's getting up and walking. Good. Um, but he's only doing it when the occupational and physical therapists are there. And so hopefully this next couple of days and into this week, he'll be able to get up more. Okay. Uh, so we continue to walk and practice. Um, you know, we're still doing baths in the bed. And hopefully we'll get into the shower more often on our own. Excellent. With, of course, nurse cleaning there with him, but... So hopefully that's the case. Um, mind is strong as all as, as ever, which, mean, is so so which is good. Which is good. His mind is
0: strong. So yep. Whenever but I whenever for, uh, oh, oh absolutely, and, we, and we're going to continue to ask the crew to pray for him. Um, you know, it's it's great. I do, and I do love that because I love. Stan's mind—I mean, talk about a beautiful mind. He's—he's as sharp as a tack. He's—he's hilarious. He's just got this wicked, wicked, crazy, and wicked and cutting sense of humor, which I love. Um, but it's so funny because I'll, whenever I'm talking, <coughs> talking with you, and and um, you're at the rehab center with him, boy, he's in the background. I'm being held prisoner. <laughs> they have me here against my oh, will. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, Stan. Okay, yeah. I love you. <laughs> you know. Do what they say. Follow yeah. follow JP's helpful. orders.
1: He is. <laughs> he is not being helpful. No,
0: no, but that's what that's so, when I heard no, that, I was like, that. You're welcome. That's when I heard him say that I was like, he's he's fine. His mind is sharp as ever. He's hundred percent on there, so oh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and he is. Oh yes. well, Kathy, that uh, that closes us out.
0: That's it. That's it. And I'm um, good. Uh, great. I, I knew we would have lots to cover with sports today. So, um, thanks, JP. And are you on your way to Frisco ISD this morning?
1: I'm getting ready to. We're getting ready to walk in the door.
0: Love it. We'll have a great day with tribunals. We need to do a little tribunal catch up because it's interesting. The more and more folks you're talking to, who are in the world of education, I was just on some big conference call the other day and. I tell you what, truancy has become—it's a bigger issue than it's ever been. It really is. Yep. Um, so this is something—if you're—if you're looking at the school system and any kind of predictors on where our youth are going, I tell you we need to have you just come on one day. We need to just cover uh, truancy in schools, not just in locally here, all across the state of Texas, and all across the country, all across the country. So um, anyway, so go back, go, go fix it
1: man we're going to have a blessed
0: day everybody everybody have a blessed one we'll see you soon love y'all stay tuned for heart and soul of texas women coming up at 10.